it's in the air, this could be out. Diamond's underneath it, will he catch it? He's got good hands, he's got him, yes he has. Diamond's got him in the deep, having fumbled all night, he's taken the big one. Today's guest is former Indian opener Saragopan Ramesh. He talks about his career, facing up to the outstanding Pakistani bowling attack on debut, his memories from the 99 series versus Pakistan and the 2001 series versus Australia, and the selectoral inconsistencies that curtailed his career, amongst other things. Welcome to the show, Ramesh. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks for being on. It's my pleasure having you. You grew up as a middle order batsman, but due to circumstances, became an opening batsman. And your debut was at home in Chepauk against perhaps the uh, finest and most varied bowling attack. What was the step up, uh, you know, from playing first class to uh, international cricket against such an attack for you? And what sort of adjustments did you have to make? Obviously, it's a huge uh, leap because uh, it's a difference of uh, day and night. Okay, when you whenever you jump into the international scene from the domestic scene. Because uh, hardly you have any bowlers. Uh, actually, there is there is no Wasim Akram in the international scene, so you are not going to play that kind of quality. No chance that you are going to face any bowler uh, that kind of quality in the domestic scene. Mm-hmm. So, especially on Pakistan, that time uh, probably the best attack in the world. Because if we talk about the fast bowlers, we had the Wasim Akram, Vakar Yunus, Shah Bhattar. And if you talk about the spinners, we had the Shaklan Mustak and Mustak. So, it's a complete package. For any any uh, captain to have such kind of dream attack. So uh, only thing is, I was uh, I thought okay, I'll just give my shot um, um, against them. I was not really sure whether it's going to click or not, but I I, I thought I'll try my best. As you rightly said, no, I'm not a. I was never a opener um, when I started my cricket. Cricket, I was a middle order batsman, lower 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 middle order, not even the proper middle order. Mm-hmm. And then I moved on to the opening um, slot because of. Uh, a circumstantial thing because one of the openers got injured. They made me open one of the under 22 games, which um, accidentally opened the match and I got 195. Then people started looking at me as a potential opening batsman. Uh, so, so that's why you will not see uh, too much of um, a copybook style of opening batting in my uh, batting. But still, I had uh, some of the strengths like uh, high hand coordination, I had a good eyesight and all that stuff. Uh, so, I was trying to uh, not think too much. And go and play Vasim Akram or uh, Vakar or anybody. It is a huge motivation that, that itself that you play for the country itself is a huge motivation and you uh, you become a very confident player or confident batsman when, once you have the tag. So that that tag helped me. That that if I'm good enough to be here, I can I may be good enough to be stretch myself uh, uh, some more uh, another distance uh, in the international play. That's what that's what motivated me and tried my best against uh, Pakistan. In your uh, 19-test career, you know, you, as you mentioned, you faced some of the fastest bowlers, finest bowlers to play the game. What was it actually? While you take the stands and you look up and them running in, what is this, what is going through your head and what is it that you are consciously trying to do? Oh, well, the best thing is you have to be blank. You just have to be blank. Your mind is because if you, if you try to uh, um, play a three-determined shot, you, you wait for a particular ball because when you wait for a particular ball, what happens is automatically you move even before the ball is bowled. Mm-hmm. And you cannot afford to do that against uh, the quick, quick bowlers because you will, you, uh, for you to again go back and adjust to the ball that's been bowled, it's, there is very little time. So you got to be best thing is just to be blank and don't think anything and take it as it comes. As you heard said, when, when Shoy Doctor was bowling to me at Calcutta, I never looked at this run-up because it's too long. Mm-hmm. You're almost running from the boundary line. So, it, 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 uh, 
I, I cannot concentrate for so long. So what I used to do, I used to tap my bed and look down and keep tapping it. So I can uh, kind of you not know, calculate it by the time he's uh, near the sun. So I used to look up and play. Hmm. Uh, because if, if you keep looking at him, you lose concentration by then he's getting into the sun. So you, that lapse of concentration will, you know, will be so ineffective. But uh, I feel the best thing is for a batsman is to concentrate so little when actually it's required. When hmm. the ball is about to be rolled, that's when you actually concentrate and you deal with the ball. Hmm. So, as you said, uh, some of the fast bowlers, I never used to look at the entire run-up. Uh, just when, it's, when they are close to the stumps or something, I used to look, uh, look at them and uh, try to deal with the ball, whatever they are doing. I see. When, you know, in your debut series, as you said, you, the, you played against the complete package as far as the bowling attack is concerned. And what was the feeling after that uh, series about uh, your own game and as a cricketer? What was it that you thought about yourself? I think it's a great feeling because I, I can proudly always say, <clears throat> always, always I can claim that I am one of those guys who got runs against Yashi Mukhamanko. But if you look at the time, uh, uh, when India was uh, uh, in a tension with Kargil war against Pakistan, so mostly there is too much uh, demand in the series from the fans. Mm-hmm. They didn't want they didn't want India to lose to Pakistan because of the car beating and went on in 1999. Yeah. If, if you go back, uh, I, I, uh, I remember that the first match was supposed to be in Delhi and for some uh, something, uh, you know, they dig up the wicket and all this stuff, so it was shifted to Chepok. Mm-hmm. So there was so much tension and a lot of protests that Pakistan coming and playing in India at that time and all the blah, blah, blah. So even both the teams were emotionally charged up and I, I remember me being the new kid on the block. They were They were... I think my character, not only with my bowling, but number, a lot of sledging was going around, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Despite all that I came, uh, came out with flying colors, I was always proud of, and uh, I'll be always proud about uh, the fact that I'm, I'm one of those guys who got runs against Vasim Akram. Because I feel Vasim Akram is probably the finest bowler that cricket has produced. I'm talking about the fast bowler, because he, he's got so much variety. He's got so much variety as a fast bowler that uh, every ball would be so different for you to keep guessing. Mm. But on every ball, when he, uh, that kind of variation is still uh, so consistent that he can deliver with the, that kind of variation at most quality. I think uh, I am always proud about being uh, a successful batsman against the Western mm. And uh, playing at home, in front of your home fans in Chepok, was that uh, for your debut, on your debut, test debut, and who's... Was that added pressure to you that, you know, the, all the well-wishers are going to be here, so you have to perform? Obviously, because the expectations are huge and, uh, you know, the people have come to watch you play and all that stuff. And you are the local lads and the expectations will be there and all that. Uh, I, I still remember when, when I, uh, uh, because of the India-Pakistan, uh, there was a lot more security provided in the hotels and all that stuff. Mm. I still remember the police soldiers used to tell me, uh, uh, Tambi, you have to get runs. You are from Chennai. We want you to get runs. Hammer them and all that. No, but hmm. I don't know whether it was, a, it was a request from them or it was an instruction from them. <laughs> because it's so crazy about cricket and all that. You have to tell it in a very aggressive way. Sometimes you feel like it's not a demand. They want you to do this with uh, order. But uh, actually, as you rightly put it, it, it's an advantage because uh, I have played so much in Chepok, so I'm used to that kind of uh, atmosphere. Hmm. But it's also a disadvantage because uh, in, in, in a domestic cricket, you don't have about the 50,000, 60,000 people coming into the stadium and uh, wanting you to perform. Mm-hmm. 
and against Pakistan. So that that's a disadvantage. You know that if you don't perform, it's the entire uh, crowd who came in to watch you is going to get disheartened, and uh, you will also automatically be uh, very disappointed about it. Hmm. So it's 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 a, it's a kind of balancing act. You have to. I used. Uh, I, I used. To, I didn't think of the crowd. I used. Uh, the advantage of me having played in Chepa for many, many times, I'm used to the wicket, so I was, uh, I was trying to use that to my advantage. Mm. And when I did well, with that, um, even though it's not a big score, 43, when I did well, the standing ovation I got from the crowd really motivated me. I, I was so thankful to them. Mm. There is a question for you from a listener. His name is Ananta, and he calls himself uh, Esramish, Esramish Superfan. The late, oh, okay. <laughs> the late 90s, you know, was a period when India experimented quite a bit with, uh, you know, number of openers, uh, some part-timers, some actually full-time openers, etc. But you got a pretty decent run from 1999 to 2001. Um, what were your experiences from the inside? You know, did you feel you were on, you were put on notice quite a bit, you know, because, you know, if you don't perform in this series, you're out, that sort of thing? Or was that sort of reserved for only the part-time openers? You know, no, I, I, I went through a lot of questions. Like, uh, I, I know that if I'm going to uh, not perform for about three innings, that uh, there's going to be a squad in the neck or, uh, you know. But mm. that, that pressure was always there. And, uh, um, uh, I think that is also one of the reasons that uh, probably I was able to play more consistently mm. because I, I was not uh, I was not handled with, uh, with kid gloves, you know. Where basically, I was given a kind of treatment like uh, if you don't perform, you're out. Mm. Uh, so that that thing I feel, especially because we were at a, we were at a time where uh, it is uh, so scarce to find a good opener for the country. And maybe uh, when somebody is doing well, they need to be protected and given more motivation, which I feel uh, maybe that was lacking from, uh, you know, when I did well, I was not really getting that kind of support from uh, few corners, mm. which I felt would have helped me to be much more confident and go and play because uh, I, I am not asking people to back me up with that performance. I had the performance. So if there was a little more push and things like that, maybe I would have probably converted, uh, you know, the, all the small, small scores, whatever, even in the last two when I went to Sri Lanka, where I was getting consistently 40, 50 and all that Correct. stuff. With the right kind of support, I could have probably gone to 100 or 120 or whatever, you know. Hmm. I mean, these days, if you look at it, you know, uh, the captain, the selectors, the team management within India, a lot more patient with the players. You know, once they are selected for India, they seem to get a much longer rope. Uh, they are given the chance to come good. You know, they seem to believe in the talent that you have. Um, would you agree with that assessment of the current uh, Indian setup? And, you know, you, I'm assuming you would have liked that to happen during your playing time as well. No, it depends on who's the, who's uh, been given the longer work here. Because if you really see a good talent, if you really see somebody, you know, uh, outstanding, mm. there's no, no, there's no harm that you're giving a long work. Correct. But the question is, why do you stop? Why do you stop it? Mm. It's like um, I remember Dravid, Dravid, when he was playing the domestic cricket, he was given a long work in South Zone matches and all that stuff. But he, he, he justified that he became one of the best batsmen in the world. Mm -hmm. But how many did that? How many did that? I don't want to name because uh, But uh, if you can go back and check the stats, you know that some of the players have really gone the longest score, but still, uh, I mean, again, they were not able to uh, justify that long road. The question is, uh, if, you, if you see a real good talent, there is no harm giving uh, them the long road. But again, 
if they know that you are going to give them a long rope they will they will be complacent they will not be under pressure at all i always feel that there has to be a little bit of pressure in every cricketer so to so that you you want compromise on the consistency that's what the australian tactics they do even if you're a big cricketer and all that stuff they they want you to be consistent so you you climb your uh, place in the side uh so i feel yes some some good cricketers deserve the long rope because they are exceptional but there's again there the question is how much uh, when and all that uh, no thing comes into matters i mean uh, let's take your case itself you know you know you one could easily argue that you know you were not given the kind of run that you should have been given especially considering these scores that you had put up uh, you know you would have been a better player perhaps with uh, even much stronger support you would think right that's not the definition no doubt Hmm. The longer rope is again. Uh, if you my last test innings was fifty five runs. Yeah. Because it's always I I just question myself why not I was I was never given a series after that. Uh, so the question is uh, okay. I, I look at it like this. At least you no, know, I was lucky to play those nineteen test matches or whatever because uh, there there are definitely I've seen some much better players than me in domestic who never had the chance to play for the country. So if, I, if I'm looking uh, from that perspective, I think at least I'm thankful to God that I was able to uh, play for uh, India and contribute myself to some meaningful performances. Hmm. Uh, so in that way, there is there is a kind of uh, I'm satisfied. You can also say that I could have uh, gone uh, probably. I I feel personally I should have been a player who could have uh, at least played fifty test matches for the country. Hmm. But unfortunately, cut short because of few things. um uh, so i i think i deserved probably one of those i deserved the longer rope from uh, you know the selectors and uh, i mean do you believe that you know converting uh, into hundreds you know you had two centuries in 37 test innings you think that sort of was held against you because there wasn't the eye popping number on the score sheet next day in the newspaper Yeah, I, I agree that the, 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 you have to convert your uh, starts into big knocks and all that stuff. But if you look at the Sri Lankan series, the last series, I found I'm, I'm the third highest running run getter in the series after Ganguly and Rahul. Yeah. So you can't say that I failed in the series. So basically, if you are also you yourself uh, confess that we are uh, talking about a country which is struggling for good openers. Yeah. If somebody can get you forty runs, why not? Why not uh, start with them? Mm-hmm. Because you are hardly getting any good opener who is able to get you those four uh, consistency of forty fifties. Correct. The question is, uh, if these forties and fifties are able to contribute in a very meaningful way to your team, mm-hmm. I think that itself should speak volumes. It's not every time that only the hundreds matters because sometimes the crucial knocks at the right time mm-hmm. uh, really matter. If you, if you talk about the Pakistan series, I never got hundred in the series. Yeah. But uh, my contribution was not very significant in the series. Entire series, even uh, other day when somebody was talking to me, but. But uh, coming back to your numbers, that hundreds is a magical number. The people always remember the hundreds more than uh, even ninety-nine. Yeah, uh, because it's a number that uh, that the stats that aggregates more is a very uh, magical number that for people to remember uh, even after twenty years or thirty years or whatever. Mm-hmm. So somebody also when we are discussing about the Delhi Test match and uh, one of my uh, you know commenting about the Anil Kumble's uh, historic ten wicket haul uh, and all that blah 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 blah. Suddenly shot that so we didn't play the Test match. <laughs> I felt so bad because I got sixty and ninety-six in the test. Yeah, I got sixty and ninety-six, ninety-six in the test match. Then that struck me. Maybe the four runs would have made him remember that. Okay, I got hundred, so I played the test match. 
but you were not picked in the 11 following that uh, were you given any reason why you were not picked in the 11 and said uh, uh yeah I, i still remember that now because uh, me and sachin had a very good partnership in that match and we were struggling at 24 hmm. or uh, 25 for 4 or something we lost dravid chalag uh, akash chopra and gambuli uh, so uh, it is a uh, tour uh, opener and uh, we started off so badly that 24 so we and sachin we uh, picked up a good partnership we went on like 180 or 200 run partnership i don't remember exactly mm. and uh, even in the second innings i got some uh, 40 or something like that in the second inning and second next uh, uh, side game i was pushed i was pushed to number 8 that mm. was to number 8 so why the question of you know uh, me going to play the test matches Mm-hmm. After that performance, I was question number eight. So, so I was not asking. Uh, said that there was no reason uh, uh, given and all that stuff. They wanted to uh, try Chawla uh, and Akash Chopra combination for the entire test series or whatever. But the thing is, when I came back after that series, uh, I played uh, the Deodhar Trophy, one of the Deodhar Trophy matches. Um, uh, I played. Uh, I got ninety-seven. I got next day the trophy. I got some fifty-two, uh, I think. And the little trophy I played, uh, I got seventy-five something. These are the three or four matches I played in between mm-hmm. Australian tour and Pakistan tour. Yeah. And uh, even the Australian tour side games I did well. Even the domestic games, whatever happened in between those uh, two selections, I played well. And Pakistan tour suddenly I was not no, nowhere in the picture. And Yuvraj Singh was picked as the third opener. And that that was the time I really felt bad that I should have probably picked up the individual sport where I can fight my own battle, you know. Hmm. So as a team, even the that 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 time I said, okay, uh, probably this is like uh, whatever the performance or uh, doesn't matter. I'm I'm anyway going to be sidelined. So that's what happened. I mean, um, there is a question similar on that lines, which is that you know what does what sort of effect does it have it on you as a cricketer? I mean, when you realize that you know the, everybody, anybody that wants to play a representative cricket wants to play for the country, and when you feel that the doors are being shut on you, despite good performances in tour matches, in domestic matches, what does it do to you as a cricketer? I mean, this this is from a listener, Shiva, and he says, while you have really good reasons to feel aggrieved after being dropped uh, from the Indian team for possibly no valid reason, did that have an effect on your domestic performances? Uh, after you knew that you know yuvraj is going to pakistan as uh, third opener rather than you no it is uh, it is very uh, it will be very depressing and disappointing uh, i think is but but i i am i'm thankful to those fans who think that i deserve uh, i deserve the longer rope because of my performance or whatever so at least uh, at least uh, it's not it's nothing wrong on my side so my my conscience is very clear that mm-hmm. i have done nothing wrong on my side so uh, somebody is got somebody else mistake so that way i'm not really you know uh, uh, what to say uh, guilty or whatever uh, whatever that i should have probably uh, it's my mistake that i could have probably uh, extended my career or whatever mm-hmm. but uh, again 
the most important thing i feel uh, once steve war told me a very important thing is that uh, uh, see when you are going through a very tough time when you are going through a very tough time and people never be around people who tell you the negative things hmm. like you can't make it or uh, it's, it's uh, they are going to destroy you they they are not going to pick you whatever you perform they are going to you know they are they are going to sideline you and all that stuff if you, if you find those kind of people stay away from them hmm. you only sit with people who talk positive things hmm. who talk positive things about a uh, life of larger than this so what whether you got a nice family you got nice kids you got you got so much to look at the other side and all that stuff Hmm. so i uh, i i the only thing is when i when i went through that kind of tough time as i was married and i uh, my daughter was born in 2004 mm-hmm. that was like a breather that was like a breather for me because that that uh, like whatever depression or disappointment i had in my creating career god compensated me with a beautiful kid and beautiful family hmm. so i was able to see things that uh, life is larger than cricket Hmm. so i was able to happen that uh, whatever uh, that samuel uh, had in cricket uh, in a much 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 better way because of my family uh, so i am thankful to god that they gave me a good family to share with uh, one aspect of your batting that was kind of held against you was that you didn't have the footwork to be an opener which is sort of understandable because you were a middle order batsman you were never an opener you didn't have the textbook technique as you mentioned but and this is a question from a listener shahir and he says do you believe that footwork is overrated uh, absolutely because if you look at cricket today if you look at how many cricketing shots is actually looking at hmm. we are not seeing cricketing shots nowadays because if you talk about 1980s you know cover has to be played like this your elbow has to be straight and you have to get behind the ball blah 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 all that Uh, today you just see the ball like the ball that's that's a cricket is playing the it's uh, whatever the methods uh, 1970s or 1980s all obnoxious it's all outdated now mm. so i feel basically we let's take about the case of shehwag mm-hmm. shehwag never had a kind of football but shehwag is the most effective opener in the world mm-hmm. you know probably uh, the, one of the best test openers we had yeah agar about one day cricket you are so successful in test cricket Let's take a talk about all the technique and blah blah blah, all that. But he, he was never. Uh, you can never say that he is a Bhaskar mold. Mm-hmm. But he was completely different. But he had a brilliant eyesight, and he was so confident, aggressive opener. Mm-hmm. So there are there are a lot of players, lot of players who have proven that it, it is a technique is sometimes uh, overrated thing. It's, it's, they had. They are able to compensate some other uh, you know, quality they had over uh, technique. But only thing where I feel the technique comes into play is that somebody like Seva going out of form, somebody like Dravid going out of form. Dravid has got a better chance to come back to form much sooner than Seva because he's got the basic strong. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when it helps. That's when it helps. When uh, when you have a good technique, uh, proper footwork, and all that, it helps you to come back to form when you're out of form. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if it's not, I would not say somebody is not having a proper technique or proper footwork is going to fail in uh, international. No, they are not because they might have uh, some other bigger quality uh, which can compensate, which can overshadow uh, that negative quality. Mm-hmm. But still, uh, if you talk about today's cricket, nobody is going to. I don't think we are going to see any more, uh, you know, more drabbles or uh, such in coming into play. It's a question of how much effective cricket we are going to be. So, uh, it's not the question of how much. Uh, You know, technically correct cricket is going to be. The question is how effective you are. Whether you are going to hit it or miss it, whether you are going to slog it or long run, it doesn't matter. As long as you can hit the ball 
effectively you are a good batsman that's it okay fair uh, i just want to ask you about some of the uh, test series that you were involved in in uh, your career you know of course you were involved in the uh, 99 uh, pakistan series and then you were also involved in the 2001 against australia um, can you share some memories from both uh, personal batting perspective also and also from the teams you know uh, the loss in chennai that came uh, you know sachin scored 139 in the second innings um and you were there um and also the uh, kumble tent for in delhi uh, so can you talk and also in the australia match where there was a tremendous turnaround in india's fortunes uh, in kolkata so can you talk about uh, your memories from these two series yeah well, first is uh, pakistan series is not the uh, most memorable one because uh, it was my first series and uh, the first time i was able to you know interact and sharad uh, singh with uh, Uh, great cricketers like uh, Sachin. I, I still uh, it's so vivid in my memory that Chetak, Dressing Room. I was seated in between Azhar and Sachin. Imagine hmm. uh, I'm, I'm the new kid on the block. I'm seated between Sachin and Azhar. I was so scared to even to look at my right side or left side. Two big cricketers who were been the role models of many young cricketers. Mm-hmm. I used to keep my uh, even the kit bags, you know, gloves, everything intact uh, so to make sure that it doesn't spill on either side. Hmm. So, third day, you know, uh, uh, Azhar was patting on my back. He said, what? You don't even talk to me. But this is... I said, Bhaji, it's not like that. It's like, uh, no, I was so sad. Uh, then uh, he started pulling my legs and all that. Sachin started talking to me normally and all that. Azhar, uh, when, I, when I got the 32 not out in the uh, first day, end of this game, when I came in, he hugged me. He said, I've never seen any... Enter or anybody that was in like this. Mm. So he just he gifted me a pair of shoes, which I I think that that's one of the most memorable moment uh, uh, I always have because it's my first day in international cricket and I am getting the uh, uh, most incredible words from the Indian keeper, one of the great cricketers, who also gifted me a shoe, saying that I've never seen anybody bat was in like this. Mm. So it's, it's the most memorable moment for me. And again. Um, second inning, coming back to the same match, Sachin mm. won a brilliant knock to see at uh, 1.39. After that, uh, so the unfortunately, he lost the first match and all that. But when he got out, he, he came inside, he was like completely pissed off, he got out and all that stuff. He, he didn't remove his pads for, for till the end of the, the game. He was so pissed off. He was, it affected him so much that he lost the first match. Hmm. So there, you know, I was able to uh, see the passion of such a legendary cricketer who uh, put you know, the team's results ahead of his individual performance. Hmm. Uh, These were all something I learned. I learned being in close quarters. It, it really taught me how to you know the approach or how what, what kind of importance you need to have in international knowledge. Again, coming back uh, to Delhi, Delhi is probably um, it's a memorable match for the entire Indian team because uh, we won back with a brilliant victory, mm-hmm. and it was one of the most difficult cricket uh, that uh, I I've batted in my entire career. So it was breaking, it was crumbling, and all that stuff. And uh, to get 96 against uh, Sakhalin or uh, Mustafa Ahmed in this cricket was something amazing. Uh, and it also contributed that we uh, got a good lead in the second innings, yeah. and Anil was able to bounce back to defend with. Uh, um, so I'm I'm so proud to be part of the first match, which is which has uh, got a historic significance. So that is one of the, the series uh, memorable, most memorable. If I got out 90 plus, you remember 
I, I got out of full toss. I, I was completely shocked when I saw the ball, you know, just looming back to uh, Mr. I was just praying you wanted to drop it and he just caught it. Uh, so when I went in, I was almost in tears. I was almost in tears when, uh, when uh, this David, you know, something became and started. It doesn't matter. Before we have four runs, we were 96 weeks, a lot of volume, character and all that stuff. So again, uh, those are those are some of the best moments I had. And you talk about Australia. Australia is like uh, that series is probably India's best ever series I think uh, played, uh, yeah. especially against Australia. Because I remember that Calcutta Test match after the Bombay, uh, we lost uh, so badly in Bombay. Calcutta also we were like uh, first three days uh, Australia was uh, literally hammering us. Yeah. The fourth day when we, you know, when we went to the ground, Dravid and Lakshman were about to go into batting and the whole uh, kind of you know, atmosphere and uh, dressing room, everything was so dull because it's, uh, we, we are looking at the inner, inevitable. Like, mm-hmm. Australia is going to win the probably second test, they are going to win the series and third, third test is going to be meaningless. But uh, when they started batting and uh, you know the first things, uh, they were still uh, batting. So he said, okay, uh, they'll play election. So we're just like, uh, okay. Uh, at least uh, we are, we are uh, not going to get uh, beaten today. Probably we are going to get beaten tomorrow or whatever. No, so the time is being pushed for. Mm-hmm. And again, when they back to lunch, we were losing a wicket. That was like, okay, we are at least fighting that. Mm. We never thought we still, uh, that time, we never thought we were going to give us a chance to bounce by any touch. But we are fighting that way, showing some character and the fourth day. And then they didn't lose the wicket uh, till three times. That's when we started encouraging them for every run, every boundary and all that. The voice was getting bigger, the noise was getting bigger and all that stuff. There was a bubbly thing happening. In the, uh, there was a complete transformation from the morning to the mm. three times. There was, you know, there was a virtual thing. And we were so inspired. These two batsmen were backing it up for India. The entire team was not so inspired. So we started encouraging for them for every, you know, for single or even a well or whatever. Mm. At the end of this play, when they came today and they came back, we know that they were sitting in the driver's seat and they were like, the pressure was completely shifted to Australian team. Mm-hmm. They could not believe the fortune completely changed. And then we came back the last day and uh, uh, when we got them all out, and I was... I'm, I'm uh, again. I can say probably that I was part of the Hatrick uh, Patrick when I took that catch at shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like uh, that, that. That showed that cricket is such a great leveler that 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 uh, especially in a Test match because of the time you, you have in Test match, mm-hmm. you have uh, you have play good three four sessions in a Test match. It can really change the fortunes. I mean, however, you can be in the driver's seat. That was one of the best examples Test match. That if you want to quote about uh, how. Uh, a scenario in a test match can change it, but probably I think that test match can always be more interesting. Hmm. So that series is again after that, after that victory, it was like a morale boosting complete. They were like, uh, and you can see that the Australians are really, you know, in the backseat. They, they uh, third, third, third test match, they were completely under pressure and Sepak is again, uh, uh, I think one of the, uh, of, um, crowd and all that, there was, there was too much of encouragement. There was one of the problems for most sporting crowd. They were pushing us, uh, pushing us. They wanted us to win the test match and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And uh, we are so glad that we were able to win the uh, test match and win the series. It was something amazing that we were bounced back. And uh, yes, I, I feel that is one of the best 
series I ever watched or played, uh, it is probably for uh, any cricket fan, it's the best series in India. On that note, Ramesh, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. Thank you for everything that you did uh, for English cricket. And wish you all the best. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord.